Welcome, everyone, and we're back to the Sophisticated Professional Podcast. I'm Giovanni, and this is a podcast where you get to learn how they built it. You know, one of the things we love to do is talk about entrepreneurs and how they actually were able to build their business from scratch, where they were able to get uh, this awesome concept and actually turn it into a thriving business. And today, we have the privilege. We are in Anderson, South Carolina. I am here at the Loft Project with their program director, Cody Wright. What's up, Cody? What is up? Hey, hey. I'm also joined by my colleague today, Lydia. How are we doing, Lydia? Doing great. Man, you know what? I'm really looking forward to today because I've heard so much about you guys, Cody, and it seems like you're doing some awesome things, and I just can't wait to learn more about what you guys do here. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about the Lot Project. What exactly do you all do? Yeah, so the Lot Project, we are a small grassroots nonprofit uh, founded here in Anderson, South Carolina. Um, which honestly just kind of started out with the goal to help those in need. But currently, the best way I could sum it up is um, we are we are speaking love and value to our community through finding creative solutions to the tough issues in our city. So that, that means a bunch of different things, but that's kind of a good one-word sentence for you. Yeah, so that's a lot, Cody, you know, obviously, you know, helping those in needs and, and stuff like that. C- can you give me some examples about, like, some of the things that you guys do on a regular basis? Yeah, absolutely. So... Uh, the main program of the Lot Project would be what we do every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, we open up twice a week, and we get the opportunity to give away free food and clothes to anywhere from 100 to 150 folks. And those folks are coming from low-income areas. Some of them are in and out of shelters, and some of them are literally sleeping on the streets every night. Um, so we're able to meet them with immediate needs such as food and clothes. Another way we're able to help our community is we have two urban gardens that we are growing in the Alphabet Streets. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, super cool. So, yeah. uh, the Do you garden yourself? D- do I garden? Yeah. Uh, I've learned a little bit, but no. So listen no. to this. So, so my parents visited me the other day, right? So they're from Rhode Island, and my dad's a t- from Italy, and he's a gardener. And they gave me this. They came down with this gigantic plant of basil, and it was huge. Flourishing, it was fantastic, and you destroyed it within a month. <laughs> within a month, within a month. So I, I think I got to learn some skills. But same, same. So, so yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not the gardener, but we have some awesome volunteers, and they do. They yeah. grew. They grow all kinds of produce for people in low income areas who have uh, lack of transportation to healthy whole foods. Okay, so. cool. So you know, you guys do so much stuff. You know, what are you passionate about? Like, what, like, what's one thing that you just like? Man, this is what I just love about being here every day. Yeah, absolutely. So for me personally, I'm I'm passionate about people. Yeah. Um, I believe that you know where where people are at and uh, what they do don't define who they are as a person. That people are wonderful and they're valuable and they're beautiful, and uh, wrong actions or mistakes uh, don't take their humanity away from them. So for me, I'm super passionate about people knowing their identity um, and who they are. That's awesome. Now, where did the name Lot come from? Yeah. So Lot, um, it stands for least of these. Interesting. Yep, from the Bible. In yeah, Matthew yeah. 25, Jesus says, whatever you've done for the least of these, you've done for me. So we kind of took that and made a little abbreviation. So Okay, so, so going on that, right? So that's an awesome verse. And who started this organization? Yes. So um, there's a guy named Andy Gibson yep. who's in the room next door doing okay. some hard work. <laughs> but back in 2009, him and a buddy, um, it started just riding around in a bus um, taking kids to church, and Get then out. they noticed they needed food and clothes. So Andy Gibson and his friend would ride around and give away food and clothes to whoever needed it. So that's awesome. Yeah, man. pretty cool. So now, and, and maybe you might know this, maybe you don't know this, but like, 
so Andy came up with this vision. He had this concept, right? And you start taking it off. You know, state, start taking people to church. You start, you know, helping out with different things. How do you go from that concept and that passion and that drive to a thriving nonprofit that actually has an office where you guys have lights and now you have overhead and like how, how do you actually go from that passion yeah. to a thriving nonprofit? Yeah, um, I'm definitely not Andy, but I can, I'm a good <laughs> friend and I, I see him in the person that he is. He's a dreamer. Um, he's a visionary. He he sees it. And honestly, I think I think what Andy would say um, it takes people. It, it yeah. takes the right people at the right time. Um, it also just takes giving your whole life to it. I know Andy has sacrificed absolutely everything he has um, to be able to bring the lot project to where it is today. He said mm-hmm. no to some awesome opportunities because he just believed in this vision. Wow. So it takes grit. It takes uh, definitely people, and it takes the Lord, man. You can't, can't yeah, yeah. you can't do this kind of thing without God. So that's awesome. That's awesome. So now, even though you guys are a nonprofit. Obviously, you know, like you have an office, there's lights that have to go on, you know, you got to pay the bills somehow. Um, where does revenue come in? Like, how do you guys actually manage that financially? Yeah, we are we are big money raisers, okay. big funders. Um, people come first, but also God has given us people <laughs> who, who make it run. So honestly, everything that we do get, we are a 501c3 nonprofit. Okay. We don't take anything for ourselves. Um, so everything is donated, man. It's people's generosity. There are, um, actually is up until this year, we do, we've only done one fundraiser a year, one big Get fundraiser. Out. It's a golf marathon. We really? try to play a hundred holes of golf. Yeah. Um, and honestly, we would kind of raise enough money every year to do that, at least to keep the lights on, um, you know, to pay rent in the building, like you said. Um, and then, you know, be able to get a little bit for us to sustain ourselves. Absolutely. Um, you know, what we live with, but honestly, man, every Every dime we have has been generously donated. Wow. So, yeah. And now, do you guys do, like, you know, they can go to your website and sign up, and every month it gets taken on the credit card? Or, like, totally. how do you? Okay. Yeah, so thelotproject.com slash giving. Yeah. Uh, you can go on there. It can be a one-time gift. It can be a, yeah. a monthly gift, however you want to do it. Also, yeah. we receive um, people donate checks to our P.O. box. That's so, awesome. So, um, yeah, man, online and through mail. Yeah. So. so, if you guys are listening, hint, hint, what's that address again? That was www.thelawproject.com slash giving or P.O. Box 4181, Anderson, South Carolina, 29622. Oh, that's awesome. So now, like, okay, so you have this one event, right, and you guys do all this awesome things, and people can donate on on your website. How do you get the word out there for them to know, like, who you guys are, and how do you actually, like, solicit to get people to, um, you know, help support your cause or, you know, what does that process look like? It looks like Lydia Bardo right here next <laughs> to us on social media, just crushing it. Okay. No, but seriously, man, uh, some of it's word of mouth. Yeah. Um, you know, we're announcing it to our volunteers. We're announcing it to our people. Um, but honestly, man, social media, it makes the dream work. Instagram, Facebook, our newsletter, we run through MailChimp. We yeah. are blowing it up, making sure people know this is what we're doing. This is what we're trying to raise. And here's how you can give. So social media really is the the biggest chunk of awareness that we have. That's awesome. Okay, so now we know it's difficult to run a business, right? That that that's challenging, and in a sense, it's even more challenging to operate and run a, a nonprofit. And it seems like you know you're on the front line every day. You're you're there like like managing the troops and getting things rolling and stuff like that. What happens if you know you got to manage cash flow too? You know, from a business perspective, because yeah. you guys got to get things rolling, especially when you promote this one, you know, fundraiser event. You still there's still expenses and stuff like that, expenses on a regular basis. 
and I know that we talk to a lot of people that they want to start a nonprofit. They have a passion or they feel like God's calling them to do something. And they're like, dude, I just don't know how to run like the daily activities. I don't know how to, you know, maintain that, that cash flow and stuff like that. Can you talk to us about that? I can. I can give you a little insight on that. Yeah. Um, totally. Um, so what you get is what you get in the nonprofit <laughs> world. <laughs> you know, it is like, you know, you've got this pool. People are donating, putting money in it. Yeah. And it really is. It's defining your priorities. You know, what is what is most necessary? What has to happen? Um, you know, like, you know, being able to get paid and make a salary off of it probably won't happen for a long time starting out the game. Right. Because, um, you know, being a nonprofit, you're about giving. And um, it's it's really tricky. But it really is. You look at your budget and you see what do we need to grow what is most necessary? You know, we want to make sure that we have meals for our folks that we're serving or else we right. don't exist. We're not meeting that need. Um, and then now, over do you guys t- cook the meals yourself or are they? Like so they're they're provided by, uh, well, on a on a good week. Yeah. <laughs> they're provided by local uh, businesses, restaurants, church groups. Oh, that's awesome. Stuff like that. But I'll, I'll say just an example of a conversation regarding cash yeah. flow. Um, we recently received an awesome donation just out of nowhere. And uh, one of the things we're trying to do, we're working on a new program called a Makerspace, yep. where we're going to get the opportunity to teach people off the street woodworking, leather making, painting, oh, welding, awesome. awesome stuff. So we've got a big capital campaign we're doing for that. Yep. Um, we're trying to purchase our building. You know, just a lot going on. But one of the things we really need are some cameras, some, some security around the building. Right. So we got this check, and we're looking at the numbers, and we're like, all right, what do you want to do with it? So it really is that conversation. You're really weighing out what is priority, where does the money need to go right. now, what can wait until next year. Um, so there's a lot of you know defining your priorities, and then I guess a good board of directors and some wisdom from financial counselors plays a big part in that right. too. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. So now if like, let's say you guys run into a situation where, you know, things are awesome at one one month and then, you know, all of a sudden you go into like a, like a dry spell. Mm-hmm. What is are, are there some things that you guys can do to boost up some some cash flow going on or how, how do you manage that? Yeah, absolutely. There's there's definitely, um, you know, if people don't know the need, they can't give it. So right. social media is a great platform to make aware of that. Um, a lot of times we, we have a friend who can record a good video, so we throw a video up. We're like, hey, guys, this is what we need for X, and um, we really need donations. We're just going to do a big ask for it. Some of it is a little bit more private. You're calling those consistent donor donors right. who have given for a long time. Uh, maybe like, hey, can we grab dinner? Uh, you treat them to dinner, you catch up, and then you just honest have an honest conversation. Hey, man, things are going great. We're growing. Uh, we're in a bit of a rut right now, and this is what we need. Uh, we want to ask that you could step up giving if that's possible. Um, so it really is. It takes a lot of humility. Yeah. Um, but if you're really passionate about your vision, you know that what you're doing is what you're supposed to be doing, then it's a lot easier to ask with confidence. You know, So a, a lot of times you, you, you call those consistent donors that you've had for years, those people who have had your back, and you just tell them straight up, hey, we need some help. <laughs> you know, there's a couple of things I love that you just said. First of all, it's all about the ask, right? And how simplistic is that when you really think about that, yeah, right? it really is. And, and, and it's like it's so funny because you're going to have people, like, listen to this podcast who want to start a nonprofit, and they're thinking, like, this big, huge, gigantic, like, philosophical formula that they have to follow and stuff like that. But, dude, it goes back to the basics, man. It's all about it the ask. It really does. And then being in the nonprofit world, you know, there's a lot of things you can ask for other than money. Yeah, so, you yeah. know, twice a week we give away food, clothes, shoes, hygiene. So I know there's some people who – 
love what we're doing and would give them whole selves to it. They just literally don't have the money to give. And I'm like, hey, there's right. a part for you too. We need we need deodorant this week. We're yeah, about to serve yeah, 100 yeah. people, and I have no deodorant. So there's all kinds of ways you can ask people to step up and take ownership when they're yeah. not able to give financially. Yeah. You know, an- another thing I love what you said too is, is that element of humility, right? Because um, I was reading um, Corinthians the other day, and a lot of it talks about when um, – Paul mentions, you know, who are you to boast? Aren't you all started from nothing? And then Christ is the one that made you who you are, right? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, and, and it's I, I think it's a beauty because, um, like you said, one spot is, you know, you can't do this by yourself, right? When you're thinking about the people who build their businesses, a lot of it is the contribution of others, and especially with a nonprofit, the ability of people working together, right? And I think that's that beauty of resembling that to the body of Christ where you have these different facets and you're almost like a hub that brings these facets together and to allows people to, number one, you got to humble yourself by asking them for the ask, right? Right, right. But also, like you said, it gives them the opportunity to contribute as well. So I think there's a lot of beauty in that. Absolutely. I totally agree. So tell me a little bit about your position. What do you do on a daily basis? Yeah, so my position, in my mind, compared to what the other two of us do, is the most fun. Um, I get to hang out. Um, I, I'm i the program director of the Lot Project program that gives away free food and clothes. Um, so really, my position is, is loving on people in every facet. It's loving the restaurants that I go to and ask to sponsor a meal, the churches that I get to go speak about who want to come out and volunteer, loving on them, communicating our vision, getting people bought into what we do, but not in a schemey or slimy way, but out of true passion and true mm. love for people, ultimately because of the love of Jesus. Um, and then the other part for me is just investing my whole heart in the community. So I walk around, I meet a lot of homeless people on the street. I build relationships. I get lunches and coffees with people who are much different than I am and I than they. Um, but just trying to show that, hey, there's no strings attached to what we do. Uh, we just want to love you. We want to serve you. Um, so I organize everything that is necessary to run on a week-to-week basis. So sometimes I go to Sam's and I pick up cases of water. Sometimes I answer emails about how to get involved. Sometimes I text Lydia and tell her something <laughs> I needed to post on social media. Um, so a lot of different things, but all summed up in just running the day-to-day, making sure that we're able to open up and serve the community like we do. How did you get involved in that position? Yeah, so um, I... Long story short, I went on a trip to Uganda when I was 18. Uganda, really? Uganda, man. Now, so how there. did that happen? Yeah, so just through a church, I had never been on a plane, man. My, fir- <laughs> my first time on a plane was a nine-hour flight from Atlanta to Amsterdam. I was terrified, wow. and then it was nothing. So, but um, I, no. can, I can just picture you know, with, with a group of friends, right? Hey, what do you want to do this weekend? I don't know. I want to go on a plane. Great. Where do you want to go? Uganda. Uganda, <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, – I, a good friend of mine went on the trip, and, and she was telling me, she was like, man, you would really love it. So I signed up through a church, and yeah. I went on a trip to Uganda where I went for 10 days, and I was just introduced to a level of poverty I've never even realized. Right. You know, you got kids running on, around without without pants on and right. getting high off of gasoline, just crazy stuff. And, man, I remember God really broke my heart for people um, back when I was 18. So I had it in my mind I was going to move to Uganda, no kidding. So I was going to get back and finish out what I was doing and, and go live in Uganda um, through that, was looking for volunteer opportunities. Uh, met Andy, started volunteering at the Lot Project when I was 19 years old, and um, in uh, three months after volunteering, he literally just he invited me over and he said, "Hey man, um, I think you were made for this." He said, "I can't pay you, but if you're willing to become a missionary, 
Um, this was at that time. He was like, right. you're willing to become a missionary and raise support. Um, I would love for you to come on and just run the lot project day to day. So I really, I really did. I worked part time at a restaurant and raised support and just started picking up duties on how to make the lot project run so that we could continue to grow. Um, 2017, I came on full time and started working here. So, That's awesome. Yeah. So what is y'all's vision for the next 10 years for the lot project? Our vision is... It's a big one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's righteously overwhelming. Okay. Yeah, it's it's overwhelming, but it is awesome. Um, I think it was... I th- was it Rick Warren? There was, there was a pastor that once said that if uh, if your goals aren't daunting, they're not big enough for your God then. <laughs> yeah, we're terrified. We're terrified. <laughs> it's like I, so, I, sometimes I literally walk in, I'm like, Andy, are we still good? Like, are we still okay? Because we're growing really fast. Um, but man, the one program I was, I was mentioning about, I briefly mentioned, um, we're in the middle of a capital campaign that we started back in 2017. Um, one of the biggest things for the next 10 years, and this is hopefully way before 10 years, but, um, is finishing up our makerspace. We're halfway through the building still has to be remodeled completely for it. Is that here or is that somewhere else? It it is. It's, it's actually connected to the building that we give away food and clothes at, but the makerspace is going to provide a platform for relationships to be built Mm. um through very different people over a common thing Mm -hmm. Um, people are going to be educated and taught skills in life and work so um we want to provide a space for local artists in the communities carpenters welders painters leather makers jewelry makers to come in um think about it like a gym membership you can pay x amount of dollars come in build your craft um just instead of dumbbells you have you know sewing machines and Mm. well um, welders and all this but your monthly fee is going to scholarship in my friends who would never have the means to do so to be able to come in and learn a practical task, something that they can make, feel accomplished for. So one of the biggest things at the top of our list right now is uh, coming up with the money to finish Makerspace. Um, it's just going to be a whole new way that we get to speak worth and value to people. Um, the other thing that we have our hands in right now that I'm excited to see over the next 10 years, um, we're involved in Anderson's first tiny home. Okay. Um, and in a, in a really unique way, not just we're building a tiny home, but um, a little bigger than your normal tiny home. It's 700 square feet. Um, but it's going to be a um, totally new built house that we're going to try to use for transitional housing. So people coming out of prison, people coming out of uh, drug rehab programs who are getting on their feet, working a job. Uh, they want to live in an awesome, well done house and be able to pay cheap rent for it. Yeah. Um, so we're getting our the conversation started. And just a quick tidbit of fact, um, the area in which we're doing that, the really low-income area that is called the Alphabet Streets here, um, new construction hasn't been done since 1985. And, <laughs> and really? we just finished, the tiny house is just about, I think it got sheetrocked this week, and it just got finished here in 2019. So we want to we wanna bring those homes up to par and use them for people who need them, um, who are getting on their feet. That's awesome, man. That's great. So how are your volunteers involved in this vision? What do they do on a weekly basis? Yeah, I would say everything. <laughs> the volunteers really do make the law project. Now, how many volunteers do you guys have? Yeah, so um, a lot. You okay. know, volunteer, we have. So Is it one-offs or repetitive? Or? Yeah, so there's four. There's Monday through Thursday. Um, we have two-hour time slots Monday through Thursday. Yeah. Um, Tuesday and Thursday for two hours, we open up to serve the community food and clothes. And then on those off days, Mondays and Wednesdays, we are prepping everything that needs to be done for giving away food and clothes. Um, so we have volunteers come in, and we're tagging shirts and pants and hanging them up. We're making hygiene kits. We're making sure the racks are right. full. Um, so with that, I'll probably have 
anywhere from 15 to 25 volunteers on a Tuesday and Thursday. And I would say um, usually like 10 to 15 on Mondays and Wednesdays. And with that, you've probably got about 50 or to 70% regular volunteers. They're gonna oh, that's sh- cool. Yeah, they're that's gonna show cool. up weekly, yeah. they're gonna show up monthly. Um, they're at least gonna show their face, you know, more than once a month. But then through that, you constantly have volunteers who are cycling in and out. We've got students who need to get hours for school. We've got some people who are doing PTI to stay out of jail. So they're coming in and getting some hours. So we're always having new folks come around. We're having some people show up who um, are just really into what we're doing, so they want to be a part of it. So it's always fresh, but we also have that you know that rock, that steadfast um, group of volunteers who are always going to show up and make it happen. So they do they do everything from sponsoring meals um, to actually practically giving the food away to people to organizing all the stuff ahead of time. So volunteers do everything. That's awesome. So you know you know another question maybe it's the same answer, but you know how do you get your volunteers? So let's say for example you realize. As a program director, uh, you know, I need 25 volunteers, but, you know, lately I'm only getting 10 or, you know, 15. What do you do to boost that up? Yeah, definitely, again, social media, um, asking. I get on, I'll serious, like, no kidding, I get on Facebook, I click live. It's like, hey, everybody, I uh, hope everyone's doing well. Um, we are lacking some volunteers. We to should make, have gone live today, shouldn't we have? Yeah, I'm I, telling you, know, you man, it would be a great day for it. <laughs> we should have gone live. Um but honestly, man, I get on there and I ask Lydia. We'll we'll make a post about it and we'll share it all throughout social media. Yeah. Um, and then you can log on to our website, blockproject.com uh, slash volunteer. You fill out a form. Um, we do a volunteer orientation for new volunteers because it's just, you know, you're jumping in from never volunteering with us to volunteering. There's a lot right. of information. So the first Wednesday of each month, we have an orientation where we say, hey, this is our heart. This is what we're trying to do. Here are the opportunities we have. Um we're ready when you are. <laughs> awesome. So. Awesome. All right. So if someone wants to get involved with you guys, what's that look like? Either financially or volunteering or, you know, how does that happen? Yeah, absolutely. So two ways to get involved. You volunteer and you donate. Um, and those are both broad spectrum. That can be a one-time volunteer. That can be sign up to provide a meal. Right. Um, that can be donate a large check that can be donate men's clothes women's clothes shoes um and the best way to do that i would say is to check out our website www.thelotproject.com um if you go to don't there's a donate tab there's a volunteer tab that will cover all those bases um and you can just read a little bit up on who we are kind of the stuff we have going on um and that'll direct you any email you send any phone call you make will come straight to me so we will get to personally meet that'd be awesome um so yeah that's awesome. Cody, yep. man, thank you for your time. That was great. Yeah. And we absolutely. learned a lot about it. Yeah. All right, everyone. I'm Giovanni. That wraps up for today. So check this out. Listen, if you guys are ever in the South Carolina area in the upstate um, in Anderson, check it out. They're right on Main Street. Um, I know they'd be absolutely love to, for you to stop in and say hello. But definitely check out their website. See what they're doing. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you know, one of the awesome things that – we see on our on a regular basis is when people say yes to that talent that God has given them and they just use it to benefit others and they share the talents with other people and they just make things happen. You know, that's what it's all about. So Cody, man, I wish you guys the best of luck. Thank you. Thank absolutely, you so much. Absolutely. And for my co-host Lydia, until next time, everyone. Woo. Have a good one.